Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. Before we get into it today, I want to remind you to please check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel that you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, on YouTube. There you will find everything in video formats. You'll find full episodes as well as smaller highlights and clips if you don't want to watch the entire thing. Again, please subscribe to that channel and also give me a follow on Instagram at Felix.Levine on Twitter at Felix Levine. And if you are a sponsor or a fan that has something nice to say, please go check out my website, Felix-Levine.com and you will find all contact information to get in touch with me. I also want to give a massive shout out to my sponsor, US Wellness Meats. At U.S. Wellness Meats, they have beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products that are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in a variety of great diets and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly foods. Everything is raised on family farms that are dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles. They do not use any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. They'll ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Go to uswellnessmeets.com today, and when you use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you'll receive 15% off store-wide savings. Go check them out today. I also want to give a big shout-out to my sponsor, Eat Clean Bro. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address all the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed food, chemicals, and preservatives from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. During this quarantine season, I have ordered from Eat Clean Bro a ton. And uh, let me tell you, there's nothing better than receiving chef-prepared meals right to your front door. You put them in your fridge, you heat them up when you want, and boom, you're done. No cooking, none of that. They're affordable, they're healthy, they're nutritious, and uh, I really, really love this company. If you want to give it a try, First of all, I really highly recommend you at least give it a try. Go to eatcleanbro.com and use promo code WTG and you will receive 15% off of every single order. So you can try it once, you'll get 15% off. When you love it, the next order, you also get 15% off and so on and so forth. Go check it out today. And my next guest, he is one of the most highly touted prospects in the UFC. He has a ton of hype and deservedly so. He has all the talent in the world, and perhaps one day he will be a world champion. Please welcome The Sugar Show, Sugar, Sean O'Malley. And we're live, Sean. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time during this quarantine to uh, come on remotely. I know uh, it's weird times, but I appreciate you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Just been hanging out. So, so I told you, I told you a second ago if there's maybe a something that you in in the last thirty seconds that you were able to think of um, <laughs> that's a little bit unique or a little 
something that the world doesn't know about you. I know you're you're out there and you have your own podcast and everything, but is there a little something that no one knows about the Sugar Show? I don't know. I was looking at. I do like to snack. I always am snack, and I have a good. I mean, I I think people might know that. Well, I know. Well, I was just listening to you on. I was re-listening to you on Rogan. I know you. Uh, uh-huh. You got a whole change of diet, so at least it's good that you're eating good things. Yeah, yeah, eating qual- always quality food. Is there, a, is there anything during? Well, first of all, how's your, how's the quarantine going for you? Uh, you're in Glendale right now. Yeah, we're. In, I'm in Phoenix, North Phoenix. Okay. And yeah. how, how's that been going so far? With uh, have you been able to train? Are you still kind of? I mean, I know you're posting workout videos. Are you staying, staying active, staying ready? Yeah, here we put some Yeah, I I'm pretty much active. You know, it doesn't. Not, for my for my life, nothing's changed. I haven't done any. You know, nothing changed. Just training once a day for the most part, rather than twice. Is the only difference. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm nothing's changed. Do you training have, this morning. Do you have a like set partners or I mean fewer partners? Is there someone like you know that that's all healthy, that's fine that you train with? I know it's it's weird for fighters who. It's a contact sport to, to be able to train in, in conditions like this. Yeah, there's a good group of us, probably about six, seven of us that train pretty consistently. Um, and then I go do my strength and conditioning with my uh, strength and conditioning coach, Brandon Harris. So, um, yeah, we keep, you know, you see the same people. There's, there's probably about, yeah, six, seven, eight of us that, that train consistently. So I want to take you back. Because, uh, I mean, you know what's crazy is… N- there's obviously an incredible amount of hype around you, but the the other the biggest part is that how young you are and and right where you are in the mix of within the UFC. Um, for you, like if a 15 year old or a 12 year old Sean pictured himself at 25, did you ever imagine that you'd be sitting in this position right now as an undefeated fighter in the UFC? Yeah, but with a different like I I did I do I pictured all of this. I pictured you know. Maybe not when I was that young. Definitely when I started fighting, when I when I kind of figured out what the UFC was, I pictured this not necess- not to a T. Totally different me. Like I pictured a different me in this position, the same position, undefeated in the UFC. I'm a hype train. I knew I was going to be popular when I got into. I knew I was gonna, my fighting style is. You go watch my my debut against Terry on Terry on Ware. You know I'm just doing stuff that other people aren't doing. I'm doing seven seven twenty spinning heel kicks. I'm just doing sweet stuff that not necessarily no one's ever done, but I can just, I have really good skills to back that up. So, um, I, I knew I was flashy. I knew I was going to be, you know, a popular fighter. So I did picture kind of all of this. Um, but I, not, not, not to a T, not necessarily pictured how I would become because I was not always into the self, self growth of everything. So, but yeah, I, I kind of saw all this happening. Did you, I mean, at what point did you kind of get into to MMA and really want to to make a, a life out of it? I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of, I talked to a lot of fighters and some it's because, you know, they were bullied or they're trying to get out some anger for you. Did you have one main reason of why you got into MMA and, and what it brought to you? I got into, yeah, I started kickboxing. My buddy, actually, I think the first time I ever went to a gym, I, I learned like an armbar and a triangle, but. That sh- that quickly went to kickboxing and no jiu-jitsu, no wrestling for like a couple years. So I, I really got into kickboxing. Um, really just to be able to defend myself and feel tough, feel cool, think, you know, be able to know I could beat someone up was a cool feeling at such a young age and how small I was. I was, 
You know, I wasn't a big kid and I was super, super insecure. And uh, just knowing I could eat someone up was a good feeling at that age. So that's why I originally got into it. And then did your parents kind of support you? And like, at what point did you tell yourself, I'm going to be a UFC fighter? Um, it's so hard to remember. I'm trying to, I, I think about that. Like, where was that decision? And um, I don't really, really know. I know it was anywhere from 16 to 18. Um, but once I moved down to Phoenix, I think I was 19. You know, that really made it real. But before that, I knew, I didn't know where I was going to train. I knew I had to get out of Montana. I knew I wasn't going to be able to go get in UFC there. So I, I needed to figure out where to go. But then once I moved to Phoenix when I was 19, that really kind of, okay, this is for real. But I remember I was training. I would I'd, After school, I'd go train. Um, but yeah, my parents were really supportive. Um, I don't think they, you know, for them, it's like, okay, my kid's going to just go to kickboxing after practice. And I'm 17. You know, I'm almost 18. My mom's saying, well, you need to work. You need to get a job. You need to make money. So then I'm like, oh, I can't go to school, go to kickboxing, and then go to work. So, you know, I really had to figure that stuff out. Um, but, yeah, I think about, I'd say anywhere from 17 to 18 is when I kind of was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get in the UFC. And what do you think you would be doing if you if you weren't a fighter? It, well, if I wasn't a fighter, I wouldn't be the same person I am today as far as, like, wanting to grow like more spiritually and stuff. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what kind of person I would have been. It's hard. It's hard to say. I probably would have just been back home and, you know, Helena working a, a nine to five and living that life. So I, I don't know. That's, that's a tough question. I think it's, well, I think what's also impressive is, um, and I'm sure you've probably inspired a lot of people from, you know, small place in, in Montana is, is that someone from, you know, a place like Montana has this self belief that like, you could do anything. Where do you think that kind of self-belief and uh, will to, to, to have a career and, and be successful and be the best of what you do, where do you think that kind of comes from? I, I don't know. I feel like kind of wanting to prove people wrong, probably. Growing up, I've played sports since I was three or four years old. Football, basketball, soccer, baseball, those four sports every season we'd come around, we'd play a different sport and uh, probably just trying to prove people wrong. I think I was so small when I was playing football. Like I would, and I thought I was really good and I was fast and I could catch and, and I played Madden all the time. And I knew every NFL player. So originally I wanted to be in the NFL. I had no idea how unrealistic that was, but like when I would get put in, the coach would put me in because they didn't see the potential I had. That drove me crazy. I'm just like, Oh, like, it just drove me crazy. I think, that kind of probably started it where I wanted to just kind of prove people wrong. Then I just, once I started kickboxing, I was just naturally really good at it. And I'm like, oh, this is, this is it. I'm not going to school. I'm not going to college. I'm hardly finishing high school. I'm ready to just be done with school. And I was like, third grade, I want to be done with school. So I was just like, I, I got to figure something out. So I think uh, once I found that, it was easy for me to just put, all of my intention, uh, attention into it and just try to get really good. And then how do you, I mean, you talk, you, you spoke just uh, a few times about this growth and, and, and just kind of getting better. How do you on a daily basis, I mean, you know, you're, you're one of the best fighters in the world, continue to, to find that kind of motivation to, to grow every day? I mean, you know, there's always aspects to improve your game, but how do you look at that and, and where does that kind of play into your mentality? Yeah, 
for for me like right now I'm I'm pretty into breath work. It's, it's, it, there's a ton of breath work apps you can download. I have XBT. They have a list of free breath work they do. They guide you through inhales, holds, exhale, holds, all that stuff. Um, I find that really meditative, and I'm learning how to breathe properly. So breathing, meditating. Um, you know, I have a sauna at home, hot tub, a cold plunge. Those are things. That the hot and cold I try to do every night. That cold exposure is so important for my life, like for my brain. Really, is like I get if I don't do all the things I need to do, which is breathe, meditate, cold, just small things like my thoughts will take over. I'll be anxious. Like I'm not perfect at it. There's days where I definitely, my thoughts get out of hand. I'm anxious and all that stuff. But for the most part, that's why I do all that. I feel like I have that peaceful feeling inside. And will you talk about like what, when you, when you say that breath work, like exactly what that looks like, like, are you sitting in a, in a dark room? Are you doing it for 10, 15 minutes, two minutes? Like what's that look like? There's, there's a list of breath um, workouts they, they do. It goes from anywhere. I think the shortest one's five minutes. The longest one's 40, not longest one, but it goes all the way up to 45 minutes. They might even have longer ones. And I've done pretty much all of those. Um, like this morning, I did the, the morning routine breath work. It's eight minutes long. And I, I did that outside in the sun. I wake up, get hydrated, go in the sun. Um, and I did that outside in the sun. Then I went to practice. Uh, I did another breath work. It's the pre-workout one, which is, I think, nine minutes. And, you know, just doing those, um, it just makes you more conscious of your breath throughout the day. So then I'm driving in my car after practice, not listening to any music, not listening to anything, silent, following my breath. Just just little things like that can really change your entire life. It's just the discipline about doing them. And have you ever, have you always, do you feel like been this disciplined? I mean, I know in, in, even in that Rogan interview, you talk about uh, having to discipline your diet and stuff like that. I mean, how does, how did you go from being, you know, a teenage Sean who's, you know, really talented to then being the professional who's, you know, making a run at, at gold? Yeah. From 19 till now is really like where all this, it's when I moved to Arizona and I got out of just my routine and just being around the people I was around, you know, that that was when Tim, I moved in with Tim Welch and, and we, he was already, he, he, le- he had learned a lot more. He'd already lived with a bunch of coaches. He had already, you know, lived by himself. So he was more experienced and he's, he's, he'll be 30 soon. So he's, he's a little older than me. And when we moved in, he, he was pretty much more experienced in those aspects, but we really got, got into the healthy lifestyle together, which was pretty cool. Learning about how to, you know, what foods to be eaten. Um, what you know, reading books was a huge part of my life from 19 till I, I read now, but not nearly as much as I did from 19 till I'd say 22. I was I, I'd go to the coffee shop every day and read before practice. Um, I don't read as much right now, but so I'd say two months ago I was reading more than I'd ever read. So it's just like I'm going through phases where I read a lot, or I'll listen to podcasts more, um, stuff like that, but. What is it about reading and or or listening to podcasts? I think it's really interesting because I I didn't know that about you, but um, what is it about that that kind of disciplined you? Do you think is it the discipline of like sitting there with a book, like just reading, like putting your phone down, or or what did that bring to you personally? Uh well, 
depends. If you're in a good, into a good book, you you kind of want to read it. I don't read fiction books. I read, you know, I guess there would tech kind of be called self help books, but even just like I, one that comes to mind, Mind Gyms was a book I read when I was younger, a little bit younger, and it was a lot helped a lot with my mentality. But uh, for the discipline aspect, um, I remember hearing discipline equals freedom. Have you heard mm. that, Jocko? Mm. Yeah. Discipline equals freedom. And it makes a lot of sense. Just, you know, I have to do, I have to be disciplined. For me, I want to be world champ. I want to be the best fighter in the world. So it's just like, I just, I understand I have to be disciplined with the hot tub, that cold plunge, that, that routine. There's, there's certain things I have to do during the day if I want to become world champ. So being disciplined to those, um, you know, it's, it, it comes down to how bad do I want it? So, and I want it. And I feel like a lot of people lack that. Do you ever feel like you might write your own book one day? Whew, I've heard I've heard smart, smart people say the hardest thing they've ever done was write a book. So I don't know. Maybe someday in my career it'll 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 happen. Someone will help me with it and we'll figure it out. But I don't plan on it. You know, that's another thing I do. I journal a lot. Um, especially when I feel like I'm going through something. When I when my like right now my life's pretty you know, it's pretty we're training. I just won that big fight, but going through those two years of being out for no reason for something I never did. You know, I had a lot of mental talk, a lot of, I need to write, I need to get stuff down on a journal. So I have journals from, you know, three years ago. I've been journaling a lot. And, uh, I think that helped, helped quite a bit. And do you, you journal like literally like handwrite in a, in a journal pen to paper every day or how often? Um, well, I have a, I have two journals. I have one that's just a blank piece of paper, and I'll write in that. There's days where I write in it for months in a row. Then there's times where I don't write in it. Like in the last ten days, I've probably written in my that one two times. But I also have a five minute journal, which is every morning I write in that. It's <clears throat> what are three things you're grateful for? Uh, what is three things that's going to make today great? And a daily affirmation. So it's like that. I do that every morning. And so at what point, um, so yeah, so that was interesting that you talked about the, the past two years, obviously uh, didn't, were, were, I would imagine really hard. Could you talk about, um, well, I think there's two things. I think one, uh, outside looking in, everyone was always like, when's he going to be back? When's he going to be back? And then how's he going to look when he comes back? And then you put on that performance at, at 248, which was, you know, fantastic. So for you, like, you know, how, and then you, and then you see kind of like that rush of emotion at the end, which. Um, I could, I could imagine was pretty strong for you. Like, how do you, how did you stay strong? Not only strong mentally, but, uh, you know, physically, I mean, it, you looked so much better in that so much more improved. Um, you looked ready and, and people, you know, I think people sometimes be like, oh, you know, he's a gamer. He smokes weed. You know, those, those that's what the critics will say, but you came in there and, and looked better than ever. How did, how did you stay ready during those two, those two years? Pretty, pretty much all those things I talked about journaling, you know, I feel like that was keeping my mind sharp reading. I was reading a lot these last two years going dealing with, that. I was reading a lot journaling. Um, I was can training. I was training consistently. I never stopped training. I was, I trained more. I was doing strength and conditioning with a real strength and conditioning coach that, that focused on just me. So I would go in there. It would be a group of fighters kind of going in. It would be a huge focus on me. I think that helped a lot. I upped my jujitsu, um, my, my jujitsu training. So I just had, you know, I kept telling 
they kept telling me you're gonna you'll be done this you'll it'll be done in two months it'll be done so i never knew when it was when i was gonna be able to fight i just knew i needed to be ready for when the day came and it took you know a lot longer than i thought um so when it did come yeah you said the rush of emotion i I'd pictured that moment so many times standing next to joe rogan um uh, get my after getting my hand raised so it was it was cool to just really be able to feel that and experience that knowing like I'm, I'm doing everything right right now. I'm training hard. I'm, I'm doing everything that I think I need to do to become world champ. So it, was, it felt good that it paid off. Did you ever have any doubts along those, you know, those two years that you would come back and be e- either as good or if you could still do it, if it would be too much time off, if, you know, maybe you got anxious about what, you know, you would look like when you got back in there? No, I'm, I knew I was, when you, when you train, you get an idea of where you're at. You know, I'm training with really, really high level dudes and I'm, you know, doing good. So it's, I knew my le- where my level was at. I grappled Takanori Gomi and, and uh, Gilbert Belendez. Like I seen where my grappling was at. I knew how high level it was. I know how good I am at striking. So it's, I, I was not, I wasn't, I knew I was going to go in there and smoke that dude. And I mean, for you, you've, you know, since the contender series, the huge knockout since then, there was so much hype around you i mean you know everybody in in the ufc world um knows about you and 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 there's just you know you're considered probably a blue chip prospect in in everyone's eyes do you feel that pressure i mean you're you're 25 things have happened pretty quickly even with that two-year layoff um do you would you say you're someone who feels pressure and, and how do you handle pressure when you do feel it i feel like i kind of put the pressure on on myself you know i'm the one saying i'm gonna go out there and knock this dude out in the first round I'm talking myself up. I'm saying I'm this good. So I definitely put the pressure on myself. But if I couldn't handle it, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. I'd say, we'll see. We're gonna we'll see how good I am. I don't know. I've been fought in two years. I could say that and make it not pressure on myself. Be like, well, I kinda told him. Or I guess I'm gonna go out there and knock the dude out because that's how I truly feel. And uh, you know, I, I didn't I mean, I guess you can kind of see through the walkout, the fight. I didn't feel any pressure. I didn't I didn't feel it. Do you set pressure on yourself on or uh, an expectation on like I want to be world champ by 2022, 2023? Is there is there what do you think about when you think about being world champ? It'll happen. It it has to. Like it's gonna happen. I don't really know when. I don't really. I'm not. If if I'm not champ by this date, I'm gonna be upset. No, it, it doesn't matter. Like if I'm not champ until I'm 30, it, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I just don't see me not being champ sooner than later. But if I'm not, I'm not going to be upset about it. And now we're just going to take a quick break because I want to talk to you about my longtime sponsor in Manscaped. If you are an active and consistent listener of the show, first of all, I thank you. And second of all, you know that I am a big advocate for Manscaped. Uh, As you guys all know, April was Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. And although April is over... It is still just as important for all you men out there to always check yourself and consult a doctor if something doesn't feel right. But today I want to talk to you about the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. This revolutionary trimmer has been beautifully designed to reduce all those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you keep everything down below 
fresh and clean. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and I want you to try it out yourself. Go to manscaped.com today, and when you buy their lawnmower 3.0, or anything on their website for that matter, you'll receive 20% off and free shipping when you use my promo code WTG. I'm telling you, so many people have written in stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. And man, I'll tell you from personal experience, I can say the same. Go to manscaped.com, use that promo code WTG, and you'll receive 20% off and free shipping on the entire site. Go check it out today. Now let's get back into it. And how do you continue with your your coaches? Like what's the what's the conversation after a fight or or going into into a new fight, new camp on how you assess where you're at um skill wise and I mean do you are you someone who watches tape? Do you watch tape on your opponents? What's that process like for you during during camp? Yeah. After every fight, Kim always tells me, like, "All right, let's pretend we lost that fight." let's go get better. So that's been my mindset since I turned pro and you know, I got done training this morning and got a train with really good dudes. So it's, you know, you're constantly co- competing, um, every, every week you're competing with high level people. So that, that part of it's easy. We just get back to the gym because I enjoy being at the gym. It's not like, God, I gotta go train. I get to go train. I love training. That's what I look forward to. Like when I go to sleep, I'm pumped to go train the next day. So that's easy. Um, as far as training videos, we watched Tim and I watched a couple couple of Jose's last fights, and we're just like, All right, I'm gonna smoke this dude. So it was pretty, pretty much. We watched a couple fights, seeing that I was just on another level, and we we went into that fight pretty confident. But you know, we don't know who we're fighting next. Once we do, we'll find out. Watch a couple videos, realize I'm probably gonna knock him out, and then just get to training. What what's somebody like Tim Welch kind of brought to your life? I mean, I know you guys, you have the podcast. He, I mean, you've known him for, for a good amount of time now. Uh, what's, what's having someone like that by your side kind of do for, for you as a, as a fighter and, and just your mentality in general as a person? Yeah. Obviously, Tim's my, he's my coach, but he's my best friend too. Like, we're going to, doing the podcast, um, that's something you know, that's so fun. It's, and we have our Patreon channel. So, you know, people su- subscribe to our Patreon channel and now we get to build the studio from the podcast from that. Like, so it's super cool that, you know, we just moved into a new studio and it's fun to experience all that stuff with him. Cause we, I was an amateur, um, at the time he was still fighting and you know, every, every time I had a fight come around, he'd start coaching more. He would, he would kind of put himself in that coach role. And, uh, that just kept happening, kept happening. I kept improving. Um, and then it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a cool relationship we have because he's my coach, but he's also my best friend. Like we're constantly just burning each other down, making fun of each other. And like, but also like if he finds some, a really good podcast that he thinks is going to benefit me, he'll send it to me and vice versa find something on Instagram that he thinks is going to benefit me. He'll send it like, so it's that kind of relationship constantly helping each other grow. We're keeping each other accountable. Like you're doing your, you're doing your meditations. Like, you know, and I think that's important to keep, keep people you care about accountable. So cool. It's a cool relationship we have. And what is it about podcasting? I mean, you're one of, I think, uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but only 
I don't think any fighters really have a podcast and a podcast that's as, as successful as yours. Um, what is it about podcasting that that you enjoy and and you know where do you see that going in the future? Is it something you hope to continue for the indefinite time, or what do you see with that? Yeah, once we started the podcast, we realized like we're helping people live more healthy lifestyles and kind of you know learning learning about movement and eating better and meditation and certain books and like just reading the comments and the amount of people that reached out at the beginning saying how much you know we're helping with them that's really what tim and i both enjoy most about the podcast we're really helping people like live better lives more healthy lives so that's 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 like what i really enjoy about it but i enjoy like in our youtube guy jx one that does our vlogs and our pod like post podcasts and stuff He's super fun to be around too. So it's like us three getting some caffeine or smoking some weed and, and just having a conversation and, and people love it. So it's it's hard not to enjoy. And and speaking of weed, I mean everyone, you know, the when they when they talk about you sometimes they'll they'll talk about, oh, you know, he smokes weed and stuff like that. What is it, you know, other than the, the recreational use, what does it do for you as a as a fighter? Um, does it help you sometimes with nerves? Does it help you recover? um physically like what is it uh you know apart from from the fun you have doing it uh is there are there any other benefits that you see that you would recommend perhaps to to other fighters or people um in the sports world of the benefits that you've had for yourself yeah it's a tool just like anything you can abuse it you can um it, it depends how you use it you can definitely abuse it and there's times that i definitely do i'm taking you know, I'm like, God, I don't need to smoke, but I'm going to. But I feel like I'm really good at kind of catching myself in that. Um, you know, it's just like people that drink coffee all day. They're abusing it. They shouldn't be drinking coffee all day. They shouldn't be having a cup of coffee at 5 p.m. So it depends what perspective you look at it. You can look at weed in a totally different perspective than it really, what it really, really is. Um, like I said, coffee's the opposite of weed for the most part. It's like a you know, an upper super caffeine, like, um, but I think it, it's a tool for me that can really help with getting into your breath, getting into a deep meditative state, into a deep breath work. Um, and, and it can make things more enjoyable food tastes better. Like it just does. You can just, you, I think it's because you focus more on the taste and you're more aware of the, the actual taste of it instead of just eating it, watching it. You're eating it. Like when I'm eating it, I'm closing my mouth and I'm enjoying <laughs> that food. So I think there's a lot of things that I can help with. Um, but like I said, you can for surely abuse it. Do you fight better high? No, I don't. I, I don't smoke high. My reaction time when I fight needs to be 100. percent I need to be. I need to be ready to kill. Um, I'm not saying that. It, it, like I said, it's different for everyone. But when I'm when I'm high, I'm not necessarily. I don't know. Sometimes I get up and I love hit my bob in there, that little dummy. I'll smoke and boom, 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 punch him up. But when it's go time, I'm not high. I'm 100% sober. Do you have a? Do you have any rituals before you go out and before your walkouts during the fight? And are you? I mean, I know there's some guys uh, that I've talked to that they don't eat the day of the fight. They're so nervous. You know, they there's. I know Cowboy Cerrone was talking about throwing up before his fights. I mean, what do you like before your fights? I was sitting in the back meditating. I was breathing with the breathing app. I was zero. I had zero nerves. I wasn't. I, I'm sure there's video. Maybe I don't know if there's someone's video. I was literally just sitting there waiting. I did my warm up, stretched, 
I was just sitting there, crisscross applesauce, waiting for the waiting for them to tell me to go fight. Now, where do you see yourself maybe uh if I tell you Sugar Sean O'Malley in five years, ten years, what would you say? Do you have do you set goals for yourself? What do you what do you imagine that to to look like? Um I'm gonna still obviously be fighting even in ten years. Uh so so to become world champ, you have to live a certain lifestyle. That's train. That's train. Your life re- is revolved around training. So I'm going to train for the next 10 years. I don't have any other plans. I'm going to get really, really, really good. I want to become, I think to become the best fighter in the world, you have to have, you have to be athletic. I, I don't think you have to be athletic to win a fight, but to become the best fighter in the world, you have to be athletic. You, like you just got to It's fighting. Um, you have to have a certain mindset, a championship mindset. Um, you gotta, ha- you gotta stay healthy because that's a big, big, you know, getting injured sucks and it's part of it. Um, so taking precaution there and recovering, like I said, the hot, cold stretching is like, is, is important for longevity. So, um, five years, I'm going to be doing the same thing, whether I'm champ or I'm not champ yet. 10 years, hopefully doing the same thing. Is there a, is there a piece of advice or, uh, a- Something that someone once told you that you hold on to or think about on a daily basis? Not. Mm. I feel like there's a bunch of different things that I'll think. I don't know. It's nothing that I can really think of off the top of my head. Just, um, I don't know. I try to wake up every morning and say, let's have a good day. Today's going to be a good day. Just kind of, I don't know where I learned that. But a lot of things I do, whether it's journaling or, or even the hot cold, like all that stuff I learned from listening to podcasts, listening to smart people talk or reading a, reading a book from written from a smart person. Like I'm just taking knowledge that I think is going to be useful in my life and implementing it. Is there one, I was going to ask you this earlier, is there one particular book that you would recommend as, uh, I mean, I know you said self-help or, or in that kind of category that maybe changed your life or or you think about that that really helped you um god there's a couple different ones i know i have a have some of my notes because i get asked that question a lot i think one book that helped me not even related to fighting was mastery of love by don miguel ruiz just how you look at love that's a whole nother subject but um you know i think a lot of people could benefit from that book um you know, another person that has books, podcasts, um, courses is Paul Check, who will completely just blow your mind. The dude's so smart. Um, Sam Harris, I listen to his podcast, and I do his meditation app, Waking Up. And then, and then a lot of people when Joe Rogan has people on, I really, you know, it's I love Joe Rogan's podcast because he's holding conversations, conversations with all these guys that are just masters in in, in a you know, area. So it's cool listening to him talk to other, you know, really smart people. Um, but as far as just a, another book, I'm trying to think the obstacle of the way by Ryan holiday helped a lot in those two years. He also wrote the ego is the enemy. I read those two, um, over the last two years, those, those books helped a lot, especially when I was, what I was going through. What I was going to ask you, what, it, what was going on Rogan like for you? What, what was that experience all like for you? Yeah, I was it was that I was nervous for. I got more I definitely got more nervous for that than I did for fighting, for sure. Not nervous, just nervous like 
knowing like, okay, his podcast is like three hours. Um, it was nice. Tim was on there. We all got to just kind of chit chat, but, uh, it was, it was a cool experience. I got way too high when we started. <laughs> school. I was just like, felt, I just felt stupid, but, uh, yeah, go, going on there was super cool. I, I'm, I'm hoping I can go back, back on there again. I think about the last couple of years since I've been on there, you know, I went through a lot. It'd be, it'd be fun t- to talk to Joe Rogan. You know, it all, it's always cool to be able to talk to him. So, uh, yeah, going on there was sweet. Have you have you been able to take like you know a little time to just sit there and reflect on the past three four years and a lot has happened I can imagine I mean just growth as a fighter the big the attention I mean people follow you and know your name I mean is there have you been able to kind of let that all sink in a little bit Yeah I feel like I try not to let it get to my head to where I feel like I just want to be I just want to do what I want to do and be my true self not try to be someone because this will be cool or that. I try to just be goofy and just be myself. Um, but yeah, I've thought I've just kind of sat back and seen everything that's happened. And I, it's all happened because of the discipline, because of the hard work I'm putting in. So I just need to just know, like I, you can get to where I'm at right now from four years ago with the hard work that I've put in. So if I want to be world champ, I got to stick with this life, this routine, this wake up. It's time to train. Like I got to have that mentality. Is there one thing um, that you would look back and and tell a young 10, 12-year-old Sean that you now know? Some piece of advice that that maybe you wish a 10-year-old you knew or maybe a 10-year-old listening to this one day might might listen to and think, okay, I want to be like Sean O'Malley. Yeah. I remember if I asked myself, if I got to tell myself something, um, it would be nothing really just because of why I'm happy where I'm at right now. And I wouldn't want my life to change going in any different course of way. Um, but just t- t- if I had to tell a young kid something, I think it's so important to just kind of become mindful and be aware of your thoughts and why you have certain thoughts and why you do certain things and patterns and just kind of that I think super important. If it might be tough for a kid ten or twelve years old if they weren't introduced to it when they were really little, but I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I've been been around ten or twelve year olds, so it's like I don't even know how they act. They're just little kids. I don't know. And how do you? Uh, do you? I mean, a lot of fighters have like sports psychologists, people they talk to. Do have you ever experienced or used that? I know some do uh, hypnosis stuff like that. Um, have you how I, I know that the, the the thoughts part of your life as a person and as a fighter is, is equally as important. Um, how do you manage that aspect other than writing and you know writing journaling and stuff like that? Preparate. I just prepare really well. I prepare smart. I prepare to go to, to war every time I prepare for fifteen minutes. You know, hope, it's nice when it's only two minutes, no injuries, but when I'm in there I'm prepared to go for fifteen minutes and you know, I'll, I'll go over situations in the sauna or in the hot tub or in the cold plunge. I'll, I'll, I'll see different, you know, scenarios and stuff. So I think just preparing like that um, and, and feeling healthy and just knowing how good I am and believing in my skill and really, truly believing that I could knock out anyone on any night, anyone in my, you know, in my division. Um, I think it's just... Just from the preparation that I and the confidence I get from from training and stuff, so 
yeah, I think that's what really, yeah. Uh, what do you see? What do you see? Uh, life after fighting look like for you? I don't know if you've thought about that at all. Um, are there any things that you want to get around to that you maybe don't have the time for now? No, kids and and jujitsu. I think jujitsu is going to be a part of my life forever. Um, train just you know, and I and, and I'm talking about the gi. Just kind of no gi's fun. That's what I did today. We did you know a group. We did six, seven minute rounds, no gi competition training. But uh, in the gi, it's just, it's it's a super fun, it's fun because of all the people that it brings into the gym and the community around jujitsu. It's super fun. And Tim owns his own gym. He, he's the coach there, the professor there. So it's, you know, it's, it's super fun to go in there and, and train. So I think after fighting, I think we're going to continue to ju- do jujitsu um, and have kids. Now, to wrap things up, what do you, uh, hopefully, I mean, there's, you're still super young, but do you ever think about, do you ever think about legacy? What do you hope the, the Sugar Sean O'Malley legacy is when, when it's all said and done, hopefully in 80, 90 years? But, uh, you know, what, do you ever think about how you hope to be remembered? Uh, no, I don't really think about that. I think I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. And then if I am, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. But, you know, I think just keep doing what I'm doing. I, I don't really think about it. Beautiful. Uh, people can find you on Twitter and Instagram at SugarSeanMMA. Um, and then listen to your Timbo Sugar Show podcast that they can find anywhere, anytime. Oh, January, yeah. Beautiful. Hey, man, Sean, uh, absolute pleasure to to talk to you. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, if you're ever in New York fighting, first of all, I'll come see. But second of all, I would love to have you in the studio. And uh, I appreciate the time, brother. And uh, wish you nothing but the best on this quest to, to become champ. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it.